This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. KYW Original Podcasts. Merrill Reese, we're getting closer to the Eagles' big game in Cleveland on Sunday. 3-5-1 Eagle, Eagles, 6-3 Cleveland Browns. Yesterday, the Eagles put out their first official injury report of the week. What are your thoughts on it? It's devoid of a lot of names, and that's good. It gets smaller every week instead of rising. Uh, there were only a couple of names of guys who were limited, but basically, um, most people were at practice yesterday. Now, Often, when you see a guy back at practice, like Zach Ertz, I think, has gone back to practice. Mm -hmm. Isaac Ciamalo has been at practice for a couple of weeks. A coach will say, we'll see how things go later in the week. And he's not just making that up. The reason he says that is it's one thing for a player to go out and work hard and practice and look pretty good. But very often, that same player comes back the next day and they're swelling. So when somebody returns to practice and you would like to use him, you better wait until the last practice on Friday to see if he is going to be ready for game time. Well, uh, and in specific to what you're talking about, Zach Ertz and Isaac Sayamalo. Ertz is coming back from an ankle injury. He's on IR. Sayamalo, a knee injury. He's on IR. Sayamalo started practicing last week, but he wasn't ready to go in the game against the Giants. Doug said yesterday that if Sayamalo doesn't have a setback, you know, he's, he sound, Doug sounded optimistic if Sayamalo doesn't have a setback. If those two players are able to play on Sunday, Merrill, Ertz and Sayamalo, how much does that help the Eagles? Certainly it helps uh, because you're talking about two starters and uh, you're talking about a potential all-pro uh, all player in Zach Ertz, uh, who got off to a slow start this year, but still, you know what Zach Ertz is capable of. And if you had Zach Ertz along with Dallas Goddard, that changes the entire picture. I will say this. You hear so much about um, a coach saying and evaluating after a game. Everyone says uh, the coach is looking for an out when he answers the question. I have to wait and see the tapes. I have to wait and see the tapes. But he's telling the truth because what you see with your naked eye in the course of a game doesn't really give you the true picture. If you're watching baseball and a player strikes out three times and grounds out into a double play, or a pitcher walks eight batters and gives up a home run with the bases loaded, you know that those players are having bad days. If a quarterback is struggling, it's very difficult to say whether or not the receiver ran the pattern correctly, whether somebody broke down on the offensive line. So really, when Doug evaluates after a game, he's giving you kind of a first look before he can really take a, a the detailed look and put it under the microscope, and that's what you get later in the week. 
Well, I want to follow up on that, and then maybe we'll get back to the injury report. So, Doug Merrill, you often hear Doug, and I've, I've heard it a bunch of times this season, in terms of Carson Wentz's struggles. He says, Carson has to be Carson. So when, when Doug says that, my question to you is, how do you think Carson Wentz should approach these games? Should he be aggressive? Should he play loose? Or should he be reserved because of his propensity for turnovers this season? I think Carson Wentz should be aggressive. All your top quarterbacks are aggressive. Uh, he's not a game manager quarterback. He's not the kind of guy who just hands off and throws dink and dunk passes. That's not the Carson Wentz they drafted. That's not the Carson Wentz we saw in 2017 where he was on course to become the MVP of the league at that point. The Carson Wentz that we saw, the Carson Wentz that they want him to be is a playmaker. But at the same time, he has to be smart. He can't throw in the coverage. He can't, except there are times when you're in desperation situations where you have to put the ball up there and hope the receiver can go up above the defensive back. But for the most part, you have to be smart. You can't hold on to the ball too long. There are certain things that you can't get away with, but at the same time, you don't want him playing scared. You know, uh, Brian Baldinger, former Eagle Brian Baldinger, uh, does a lot of tape analysis, and he has a tape analysis tweet from earlier this week where he's going over a play from that Giants loss, and, and it's a pick play where, where wide receivers are crossing to try to get one of them open, and it is evident that Wentz is hesitating to throw the ball. He pumps instead of throwing the ball right away and hitting the receiver in rhythm, and since he, since he pumped and he didn't throw it right away, James Bradbury's able to break up the pass. Do you think Carson's being a little too hesitant out there? No. Doug went over that play yesterday at the press conference, at his media conference, and what he said is, the onus on that play was on the receivers. Mm. Uh, number one, they did not run the rub properly. And number two, uh, Jalen Reger cut his pattern off short. He didn't go exactly into the area where he was supposed to cut. So the mistakes were on the young receivers, not on Carson Wentz. Now, speaking of mistakes, Merrill, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week here from Brandon Graham and a little bit of Lane Johnson, some Rodney McLeod, Darius Slay yesterday, a lot, of the, a lot of the veteran guys. They've been talking about, and I'm speaking generally here, how mistakes that are happening in practice are translating to the field. And Brandon Graham was saying how they really have to make an effort to to get the mistakes correct in practice and not make those mistakes in practice so they do the correct things during the games. Uh, it's week 11, Merrill. What are your thoughts when you hear comments like that? Well, when you, when you have as many injuries as this team has had, as a lot of teams have had, uh, and you're, you're mixing up personnel and you're, you're changing people in specific units, uh, you are going to have mistakes at practice. That is what practice is for to correct the mistakes that you are making. And uh, I have been to a lot of practices over the years, and I would say that the practices uh, under Doug Peterson and his staff are as well choreographed, as well organized. They move quickly, and they are very, very meticulous in trying to alleviate these mistakes. So I don't know what goes on at practice this year, but certainly there are, there are mistakes at, at every practice, but the objective is to correct them and then move on. Hey, Merrill, I'm curious. How much time do the Eagles get to practice every week? The practices are regulated 
by the collective bargaining agreement. They have practices where they are actually told how long these practices can last. Uh, years ago, I remember with the Dick Vermeule Eagles teams, now we're going back in ancient history, of course, but for many, many years, it was the same thing. If the practice go, was going well, if Dick Vermeule wasn't pleased with the way the players were practicing, that practice could go as long as he felt it needed to go. I remember one practice that began in the afternoon and went so late that they had to put the lights on before he let them go home. You can't do that anymore. You can't say, you're going to stay out here until you get it right. They cannot do it because of the collective bargaining agreement. They are dictated to by the regulations of that labor agreement. And, and being that they have to follow those guidelines and those rules, Merrill, how, how can the Eagles then overcome all their struggles that they've experienced this season, up and down season? The, uh, you know, it's week 11 and they're not ascending. I don't even know if they're plateauing. They may be declining with their play considering how they performed against the Giants. So how can the Eagles fix their woes as they hit this difficult part of their season? They just have to work at the things that they're working at and do it over again until they get right. But this, this is a very, very solid coaching staff. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, these, these are coaches who care and are excellent teachers. They just have to work on it week in and week out. And it's frustrating. I'm sure it's very, very frustrating. And then you hope that each week they get a little bit better. Uh, last week they didn't. Hopefully against the Cleveland Browns they can, as they say, clean some things up and perform at their best. Merrill, starting this weekend, the NFL is going to have every team go into intensive protocol, co intensive COVID-19 protocol for the rest of the season to try to mitigate the spread. That means remote meetings all the time, mask wearing, stuff that the Eagles were having to do last week when they put a staff member on the, uh, when a staff member tested positive for COVID-19. How much do you think, Merrill, that the remote meetings this season and all the different changes that they've had to do because of this very unfortunate pandemic has affected the Eagles this season? I think it's affected every team. The Eagles are in the same situation as every team, and they've got to find a way to overcome it. But the players are still able to come to the facility and go through practice sessions. But with this guy and then that guy out for COVID procedure, uh, it does disrupt things. It disrupts them. Look at the Cleveland Browns this week. They don't know about their kicker, Cody Parkey. They don't know about one of their linemen, Conklin. And they don't know about their holder. Uh, they are both on the COVID list. Now, here's the, the situation. If a player is on the COVID list because he has been exposed mm -hmm. to somebody with COVID, he has a, a five-day quarantine that he must uh, he, he must adhere to. If a player actually has COVID, even after he uh, comes back from it when, he, when he's healthy, he has a 10-day quarantine. So if those three players are on the list because they've been exposed to COVID, not because they tested positive for COVID, they only have to sit out until Sunday. So they could all be back. Well, we will see what happens in a few days. Uh, Merrill, uh, I guess I'll close with this, uh, since you brought up the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in addition to the running backs that we discussed yesterday, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, of course, there's Baker Mayfield, their quarterback. Who else stands out to you on this 6-3 and three Cleveland team? Well, there are a lot of players. One is Jarvis Landry. He is still one of the top receivers in the National Football League. And, of course, defensive end Miles Garrett. You don't want him anywhere near Carson yeah. Wentz. No.
Certainly not. That will be a tough task for the Eagles offensive line. Merrill, tomorrow we're going to get your keys to the game. Thanks for the time, and we'll chat tomorrow morning. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.